Hey everyone, it's Alex Davis here. I am so excited that you are joining me today. We are going to be talking about God's promises. The point of this podcast is to talk to you guys about what God's promises are and how they can impact our lives if we live for them, live in them, and confidently believe them. I am so excited that you have joined me. So let's just dig in and get started. So today we are going to be talking about the presence of peace and how that impacts our lives. So I don't know about you guys, but God's peace is so incredible. There have been moments in my life where I don't know how I can keep going. I don't know how I can keep pressing forward, but all I recognize is his peace transcends all understanding. Like truly, just transcends all understanding. In Philippians 4, 7, it says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, That's Philippians 4, 7, the NIV version. So I did use NIV. Um, NIV really just hits home with me with some pieces of scripture because it's how I was raised. But really, truly, guys, the peace of God is so amazing. Um, I just want to like share some stories with you and hopefully they can just ring true in your life. And hopefully maybe you can find peace um, that transcends all understanding um, and allow God to work with you. So I remember... Growing up, uh, I'm a runner, so when I was younger, I really decided at a young age that running was going to be my thing. So I, I did dance a little bit. I eventually quit dance because running was my thing. I'm clumsy and not flexible, and I'm just not coordinated. Like, honestly, if I go to volleyball games, just like fun, silly volleyball games with friends or soccer games, whatever it is, the ball always hits me in the head. And I'm usually on the sidelines or just like behind or keeping a score. It always hits me in the head. Ask anyone. I'm not kidding. But anyway, God just showed me my passion for running at a young age, like I said. And I remember um, before I got really, really serious, it was just out of so much joy and out of so much peace that I chose to run. I remember coming in to, I think about middle school. I might've been in seventh grade. No, wait, it was high school. I'm sorry. It was ninth grade. And I recall really just getting so serious about this sport. And there was an older girl on the team and she had just done so much for the state of Oklahoma. That's where I'm from. And she had just run so well and made such a legacy for our sport. And so obviously, as a youngster, I looked up to her. But around this time, I started to get so anxious for my races. I mean, I was bawling and crying and just coming to my mom and dad in desperation talking to them as if I just did not know how I was going to keep going on. I mean, the tears were huge, huge tears. And it had happened frequently my freshman year. And finally, one time, 
um, this, this girl, her name, her name's Tess. She came up to me and she's just like, Alex, it's going to be okay. Like I went through the same thing as you. You have to realize it is just a race and it's going to be okay. You know, if you keep pressing on, you know, you run faster, the faster that it's over. There's nothing to worry about. You know, you're on our team and we're all here together. And it was just such an encouraging word from someone that I looked up to so dearly. I mean, watching her race was one of my favorite things to do when I was in elementary school. So obviously I listened. And man, guys, I found peace beyond understanding It was so good in that moment to just hear the wisdom of a godly sister in Christ to really just wrap her arms around me. Like literally, she like wrapped her arms around me. And this girl didn't normally like to do that. And it was so incredible. So have you ever had someone in your life, you know, come up to you and just wrap their arms around you and tell you that it's going to be okay? And did you experience that peace beyond understanding? You know, I uh, I bet most of you have, and you might be thinking of a situation right now, or you might be having a hard time thinking of anything, and that's okay. It just means you might need to dig deeper and, and look farther and talk to God a little bit more about how He's used you and how He's used others to show you the peace that He can give. So, as I talk about transcending all understanding, um, the big piece of this scripture really makes me think of, you know, the tragedies of life. What are those tragedies? And what is a tragedy? You know, tragedies are losing someone. Tragedies are having to go from one season of life to the next, you know, out of not necessarily the choices that you've had to make. Sometimes they are, and sometimes it's just the way that life goes and it comes upon you without any decision that you had to make. So I've lost, you know, my grandmother, and that was a huge tragedy in my life and in my father's life and my whole family's life. You know, she was slowly dying with Alzheimer's and It was really burdensome on our family. She was just such a strong woman and just loved to love and loved to to give all the good foods and um, give all the good gifts and just shower us um, with love. And so that was really hard. Um, But I would say the coolest thing ever for me personally to experience was watching my father. My father attained this peace that I never have seen anyone have in that moment. I mean, obviously, his mother had such an impact on his life, and she loved him so much. But my father has pressed on and just loved on his dad even more, even though that at times can be hard. You know, because you're breaking for your your father if if you had just lost your mother and you're breaking because you lost your mother. But my dad just showed such trust in God and he was just such an example of peace beyond understanding. 
And that's what I like want to daily challenge myself and daily challenge you guys, you know, to think about is how do you attain that? You know, how do you attain that peace? And things that I've daily practiced in my father, so I've actually learned these things from my father um, at a young age. I started watching him, you know, in the mornings. Every morning, he would get up really early, like 4 a.m. for work, and get in the Bible, read scripture constantly. Every day I watched him do it. So what does the young little girl that watches her daddy do that every morning with a cup of coffee? Well, she starts to drink coffee when she's 12 and starts reading the Bible in the morning. Okay, not at 4 a.m. I didn't do it at 4 a.m. like my dad. But I, I, did, I did start reading scripture. So it did kind of start off with Jesus calling and, you know, writing in my diary for my journal and saying, Dear Diary. But eventually it evolved into, I can't function, I can't get my mind right, my heart right, my soul intact if I don't dig in to the word of God. So that's number one, you know, is digging in to the word of God and having that time with him so you can have that peace in the mornings. Honestly, the morning is the best time of day. You know, if you look in scripture, you can see how Jesus left early in the morning, how David left early in the morning, how Paul left early in the morning. It just says it repeatedly so many times that people went out to be with God early in the morning. I'm not saying that God doesn't hear you at night or in the middle of of the day when you do your quiet time with him. I'm just saying That it just readies your heart for the remainder of your day. So that's that's my quick little spiel of of number one. Um, And number two is just constant prayer and communication with God. So it's still hard for me every now and again to really hone in and have that conversation on a daily basis. Because I get distracted and I have anxiety. So I get stuck in my to-do list and what I need to do next. But honestly, that constant communication, and it doesn't have to be a perfect conversation because he's always there. He never leaves you. So that's that's what that looks like. And (laughs) funny story, I was in college. So I went to college at Baylor University. And this, I'm not getting too off track, I promise. This is still based on on prayer. And <laughs> I would ride my bike to class. And then I would ride back to my apartment multiple times a day. Like, let me tell you guys, multiple times a day. I got in my biking. I mean, some days I biked up to 12 miles. I biked so, so many times back and forth and around campus and I don't know what was wrong with me, and I don't bike anymore at all. Um, But anyway, probably why I don't have as many muscles in my legs because I'm not biking. But (laughs) anyway, um, my college pastor saw me one day biking back to my apartment. And apparently, you know, he was going to say hi, but I guess he just kind of looked at me for a minute and realized that I'm, like, talking out loud. Um, He could kind of hear me murmuring or something, and... (laughs) Um, 
I, I looked a little strange. So he came up to me that Sunday and he's like, Alex, I, I saw you biking and um, you were praying out loud or something You <laughs> while you were biking. I was going to say hi, but I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my gosh, so embarrassing, so funny, but it's just so funny um, how we can appear. But you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Even if it's a college pastor, it's okay to look goofy. Who cares? Who cares what the world thinks? We're all, we're not out to please, man. But I love my college pastor, and he really impacted my life greatly. So yeah, <laughs> prayer. And you don't have to look silly like Alex Davis, but that's okay. Um, and number three, honestly, is just being honest with yourselves and others. With yourselves, with yourself, and others. So, yeah. Admitting to yourself that you're struggling. Admitting to yourself that it's okay to hurt. You know, pushing through and admitting to others also that you're hurting. And gaining that accountability. So being honest with yourself, like I said, and others. It hurts. It's hard. I mean, I just love to put on my fake smile and tell myself and present myself to others, myself, I, guys, I can't speak, myself to others, that it is just okay. Like, I'm just fine. I'm great. Everything's going to be okay. But, you know, it's okay to be real. It's okay to admit that you're hurting. Um, you don't have to be strong for everyone. And the only way to effectively heal in this life is to grieve whatever that may look like for you individually. So yeah, those are a few action steps. And peace is literally, guys, my favorite thing about God. In the midst of controversy, when you can attain that peace, it is so bananas and so miraculous. I could give you so many more stories. I mean, I might do another talk on peace again in the future because it is my favorite thing. I mean, I love his love. I mean, who doesn't love love? Um, but peace, gosh dang, is amazing. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate you just taking the time to listen. Um, I love you guys so greatly much. God's promises don't have a timeline. His goodness is so good and he loves you so dearly. And he wants you to experience the peace that only he can give. I love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.